what, you son of a bitch? That was uh, an unconvincing fake yawn. Well, I, I did the real like fake a... yawn, but I hadn't started recording yet. That's why you always press the record button. Yeah, you always gold. Always record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that you called it a real fake yawn, too. <laughs> Is that what I said? Yep. Yeah. I Go back and host check the Mike Linden. I'm co- I ask you, co-host Stephen Montenegro. I am co-host Stephen Montenegro. Co-host Dan, what do you have to say about this uh, in-depth topic we're covering right now? Fake yawns? The thing that I said, yes. Uh, I don't know. A real fake yawn. Yeah, real fake yawn. Authentic faux yawn. Like the real Ghostbusters. Oh. The real fake yawn. Yeah. Not like the fake fake yawn that I started the show with. Yeah, like yeah. a yawn that just like has a trained gorilla and they go around. Uh, was the gorilla giving... trained or was he just... Unclear. Like... <laughs> anthropomorphized like it seemed like and he was just like weird. an animal friend yeah and they're weird he was yeah he was clothes? a familiar did he wear clothes i believe he I wore he had like clothes. a hat or a tie or yeah something. he was an animal familiar we're t- for for people that aren't that didn't come along on this terrible journey with us <laughs> we're talking about the fake ghostbusters cartoon mm-hmm. where they had like a weird chitty chitty bang bang <laughs> car that flew through the air yeah right um, but just to be clear, they didn't call themselves the fake Ghostbusters. No, that's where it, the whole problem comes from. They called from. it Ghostbusters, right. which is what forced a Ghostbusters cartoon that was actually based on the property to call itself real Ghostbusters. Right. <laughs> and Slimer. Eventually, I think Slimer got his name in the title of the cartoon. Yeah, I think it was one of those shows where on like Fridays, it was just a Slimer episode, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know how like uh, like like uh, Heathcliff... On Fridays, it was uh, like it was like those cats from the junkyard, right? Oh yeah, I or forgot like about the junkyard. Cats. On the Super Mario Brothers Super Show on Fridays, it was the Legend of Zelda. I actually don't remember the non-junkyard. Like I don't remember what Heathcliff's deal was. Like I remember. The, <laughs> I feel like, a, like the junkyard. It's like a cats. refined Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was like Garfield that instead of being voiced by Bill Murray was like voiced by Kelsey Grammer or something like that. <laughs> Did he, was Heathcliff like, was that as a property like taken from Garfield? Like they both have very weird last namey first names. That's a great and they're both question. Orange ish. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. I think Heathcliff was more about his adventures and trying to keep his girl cat happy mm. and things like that. Was Junkyard Cat like sleepy or did he have a drug problem? There was three of them. Oh, okay. You think he was on the nod? Maybe. I just feel like one of them was like always very just like... There was one that was always listening to a Walkman and roller skating. <laughs> and then there was a fat one named Mungo. Ooh, I believe Mungo. it was Mungo. Wow. Interesting. I think, you know, straight up lifted from Blazing Saddles. Uh-huh. Oh, sure. Uh and then there was the ringleader and he wore like like a Gangs of New York hat and yeah. he was always doing schemes. <laughs> nice. And I can't remember his name. Bill the Butcher. It might not have been that. <laughs> Cat the Butcher. Do you think that checks out? I it, it seems closer. <laughs> um okay, so Something we should address. Yeah. Okay. Dan is covered in filth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dan, you are Dan covered in filth. showed up covered in absolute filth. I was working in my yard, and then Wait, it was well, time I'm to dying. come over. <laughs> I, thought so you were, you, I thought you were busy doing you improv stink? things all day. Do you stink day. right now? I probably stink a little, yeah. I thought you were busy doing improv things all day. I was doing more improv things 
yesterday. Okay, so maybe that's why I was confused when you're like, "No, I got to do improv things." And then, all I, came, and then, and then I came in. Then I came in covered, covered in dirt, in filth. Hey, this man. is a really convenient time to reintroduce an old uh, catchphrase that I think we used to have. Dan smells. Yeah. On the show? I don't remember. Or you like do, in life. You do smell on the show, Dan. I mean, in life, certainly that was uh, a catchphrase for a while. Yeah, you smelly smeller you. But I don't know if it was ever like regular enough, a regular enough feature on the show. <laughs> it must have come up on the yeah, show Yeah, it had to have. Well, to com- I mean, coming up on the show is different from, you know, being like a known, being like, a- oh, they're going to say it. <laughs> you- I mean, we definitely never made a shirt. Sure. Yeah, it's true. Do you remember Mike and I's hit single, Who Smells? Dan smells. It did really well. It was in, just uh, that for seven minutes. Yeah. They went crazy for it in Paraguay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we really... Uh, Is that a place with a music chart? Sure, probably. Why wouldn't they have a music chart? I don't know. Maybe there's regional ones for smaller countries. <laughs> like, you think Luxembourg has its own music chart? No, it's like the Benelux Hot 100. <laughs> well, they've got, uh, they've got all those... Uh, those Fat cats uh, over in Brussels telling them what their music chart needs to be. Yeah, get out of there, Luxembourg. Get yeah, out of that situation. Luxit, Lur- <laughs> Lux- it'd just be Luxit. Luxit. That one's actually easier than Brexit. Yeah, it is. Although, does it? Yeah, I guess Lux Luxembrexit. Luxembrexit. Oh. Yeah, join the United Kingdom, Luxembourg. <laughs> oh. They've been notoriously good to people that are uh, that are outside of their shores. Is that the long con? Like slowly convince other European powers to... And then, <laughs> and then just rename a new union, good European Union? <laughs> I don't feel like that's really Great Britain's deal. They're not going to put European... They're not going to smack European at the top of something they directly control. No, no, their whole deal is being afraid of people from Turkey. Yeah. They'll be like, the Queen's Union, even though by then I imagine the Queen will be dead. Yeah. I don't know. You think she's just going to make it for the rest of time? I mean, she may as well. She's empowering through. Do you think she's already like the uh, transhumanist fantasy? But like, like, you know, uh, there's the whole thing of like technology is going to make us immortal and all you have to do is continue to live long enough for scientists to engineer all the problems of aging away. Yeah, altered carbon. Uh, yeah, sure. So I, you think the queen is like an advanced state of human being now? I mean, I think maybe, like, behind the scenes, mm-hmm. they've been slowly updating the queen to have cyborg technology within oh. her. But they also have very strict uh, rules about presentation and stuff. She's far too uh, high-class, polite... Uh, or whatever. She's not going to be gauche genteel. about her cyborgness. Yeah. She's far too she's, genteel. Yeah. Yeah. So she's think- not she's not going to like raise her hem skirt and show you her gears. Sure. <laughs> so you think that at, under her like uh under her like, you know, just like classy classic wardrobe uh-huh. they're like regal facade yeah they are like metal parts <laughs> facade is the active word there nowadays yeah right cyborg ah um do you think that's why uh people were so fixated on when she had to like sit on a boat in the rain for her jubilee they're like <laughs> yeah. oh shit that was the first time they were <laughs> testing <laughs> Oh crap! Everyone's just on the edge, <laughs> on pins and needles. Like, please, 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 don't electrocute this Rust. entire crowd. 
Please don't rust. <laughs> I mean, Is if that- she elects you, the entire crowd would certainly like just increase the legend of the monarch though. that's true like oh wow <laughs> yeah she <laughs> commands the heavens <laughs> man we made her sit in the rain and she murdered us with lightning <laughs> oh wonder if that ever happened in wakanda because you know i guess you can't really make storms sit in the rain <laughs> yeah she just make the rain go away just wave right. it off if she's sitting in the rain that's because she wants to See, yet another reason that Wakanda is better than England. Do you think, uh, like, I assume, I imagine, like, for Storm to do what she does, she has to, like, drastically alter, like, weather patterns globally at any given moment? One would think. So, like, do you think I that she, know. do you think that she, like, has, like, specific areas of the world where, like, she just always ends, like, she always tries to, like, fuck up their weather <laughs> I, I don't know i mean there's there's definitely some knock-on effects and like some bleed from like every weather phenomenon mm. but like but like you know just because there's a storm in just because there's a storm in peru like it like you know yeah doesn't mean that our weather here is changing i guess she's usually pretty localized with what she's doing yeah so. it, like a lot of it's but you just do lightning. have to like but, I mean, you do have to bring in that humidity from to, somewhere. Yeah, she has to gather a lot of moisture. You need to, you need to create pockets of high pressure and low pressure. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you do that without affecting the neighboring weather? At least the neighboring weather. I mean, you know, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's some neighboring weather knock-on effect, I'm sure. Yeah. But, like, there's, it's definitely possible I mean, she that, creates, like, tornadoes and stuff sometimes. It's definitely possible that she can be pulling some of this stuff from, like, an upper atmosphere where it's not really affecting our weather much anyways. But, like, she kills so many birds along the way. <laughs> so many oh, birds. yeah, there's bird kills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's definitely killing all them birds. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's a bummer. I never considered that. How many birds storm kills all the time? <laughs> she is the she is the Colton Dunn of X Men. Also, could there be like a completely invisible battle between Storm and Iceman, where Storm is constantly trying to make it rain, but Iceman keeps sucking the the moisture they're out just, of the air? They're to just make resting ice? control oh, of. Wow. The, they're just re- trying to rest control of the moisture in the air. Yeah. Yes, that absolutely happens. That I love that. Me too. <laughs> it's just like. Just like 40 panes of them just looking at each other. Dude, yeah. I, Iceman, I'm trying to do something here. Yeah. Come on. Stop making a exact scale replica of Windsor Castle, bringing it back to the thing we were talking yeah, about Yeah, that's before. good. That's good. I really <laughs> like that. Nice, nice. Then Storm yells Wakanda forever. Sure. Because sure. Wakanda's better than England. <laughs> and better than uh, Professor Xavier. I mean, yeah, I, I, they seem far less exploiting of their children. <laughs> it's a great point. <laughs> um, you know, less willing to travel through time and just fuck up all of time and space. Mm. <laughs> oh, to bring it back to Dan's uh, smelly uh, attire and whatnot. Right. Uh, did did you see his weird cap? That uh, yeah, I was wondering what's on that cap. Uh, what uh, that cap say? I think it's trying to say vest, but I feel like it was like it failed. It's like it did not follow is not on model <laughs> like it seems like somebody customized dan's cap yeah with uh with random you know uh you get it fabric X-Man? store i don't remember letters. that's the thing i don't actually remember where this maybe hat came from maybe it's a yeah and why is that hat claiming it's a vest i don't know i love that that's why i love it but it's also totally off center yeah so it's, it's like really were they starting to spell something investment but there's no in before vestibule. Vest. They started for your with head. vest just in case they lost interest 
in finishing well, they so wanted, an investment they on wanted it? to make sure they understood like where it was going to go across the whole front of the hat so they started in the middle. I, I assume it was meant to say vestibule forehead. Ooh, but if it's investment, yeah, then you would start with it. You would start with in. But even if all you got around to was vest, because for some reason you thought it was easier to start with that. Like vest is four letters, meant is four letters, in is two. You would want the T to be on the other side of the cap to center it. Okay, you're okay, right. We're talking a lot about something that people can't see. <laughs> Just imagine, you know, there's a there's a center of a cap. Yeah, you know all those hats out there that say vest. <laughs> Picture one of those, but like bad at it. Yes. Yeah. Dan's cap has vest totally left of center. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I want to get a jacket that says shorts on the back. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. I actually do like that. I would like articles of clothing that just say that just other claim articles to be other of clothing. <laughs> yeah, or like a T-shirt that says Fox. Whoa! Wow. Like, you know, like a fur. You could get, like, not a Firefox like, t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. Like a Firefox like, t-shirt. Not like the common uh, ATV and um, motorcycle or whatever brand that people definitely have shirts from all the time. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Should have gone with mink. Mm, or yeah. just noted that I meant it to be a fur of some sort. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it should just say fur. Yeah, it should say fur. Real fur. <laughs> real fur. <laughs> now I want a t-shirt that just says real fur on yeah, it. Yeah. It's pretty good. I like it. Are you going to make any sort of like <laughs> print on it that like makes it seem like fur? Or are you I just going to have I, the blank text? Yeah, I'm sort of over the black shirt with white writing on it. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, like the moment I first saw them, basically. <laughs> uh, So I guess maybe, yeah, you go with some sort of print, like a leopard print thing or something like that. Yeah. Sure. Like, yeah, it just says real fur. Or one of those uh, shirts that computers has made possible that I what? don't know. Oh, really yeah, like digital printed fabric. Type yeah, where it's like the entire shirt is like an animal face or something. And then, like, instead of, like, centering the image like uh, they used to have to do, uh, like, the whole shirt, like, comes together as out a of, single. It's cut oh, out of animal face. Like Craven the Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, a lot like that, except for not actually like an animal face. Right. Yeah. Okay. Great. Good. I'm glad we figured something out. I'm glad that we found a comic book reference that brought that one back around. <laughs> You're welcome. Now let's talk about Spider-Man. They. Uh, it's a shame that 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 one never ended up in one of the movies. What Craven the Hunter? Like it'd just be insane. There's still time. There is like that's it's just nuts. Yeah, they've got Paul Drogo actor. He's uh, uh, right. He's basically Craven yeah. the Hunter. He could he could kidnap he could kidnap sassy teenage Spider Man and make him run around his game preserve. Yeah, sure. Or just hunt him through the streets of New York. Mm-hmm. Team up with that local dentist. What the the, oh, the dentist, lion that, dentist that oh. killed the lion yeah, yeah okay I wonder if that guy's dental practice still exists or if he's just <laughs> Ooh, like great full on hated out of business we should check on that uh, get yeah. back get back to everybody during the next show yeah and hey can we just take a minute to appreciate that this is the greatest country in the world and that someone can be hated out of business <laughs> I know right God bless capitalism <laughs> all I'm saying is it's definitely the best system uh-huh. and there are no flaws to it whatsoever none huzzah a bad cast no a bad cast 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 oh oh nice wow that little editorializing yeah. there at the end yeah um 
Yes. I, did you actually I, I, have something? Or I, I did. Did you just assume that, well, somebody has to start a new I conversation did. now? I did, and I will, but I was wondering <laughs> if you wanted to say hello and welcome to or something like that first. Oh, hi. Welcome to How Bad Cast. I already hello. listed off the cast members. Steven. Me. That doesn't work, Dan. <laughs> that does not work. Oh, doesn't it? You just said my name. Oh. Okay. You guys, I would be remiss if right up top. Yeah. I didn't address something that I that recently came to my attention. Okay. Oh, all right. Mike and I share a trait that uh, Dan will not share with us for another, how old are you? 34. Five and a half or so years. Okay. Mike and I, as of about a year ago. Dan, a person who's three years younger than me, is not <laughs> going to share a trait that we both have for five and a half years. Yes, correct. All and, right. Hold on. <laughs> the math will check out. I'm just I'm just trying to prime the listener to be fascinated Mike because there's I, a mystery afoot. Here. Yes, there is. There's a logical uh, oddity in what was just said. What could it possibly be? Riddle me this, listeners. Oh God, I'm so bored of this. What? Oh, you don't want to go <laughs> so through it now? So bored of your buildup. <laughs> Mike and I, mm. as of about a year ago, give or take like you know a few weeks because our birthdays aren't the same day. <laughs> That's um, true. Uh, Mike and I... Uh, crossed the threshold in which our birthday uh, was closer to World War II than it was to the current day. So you, you, you mark today on a map. Mm-hmm. You mark the end of World War II on a map. Mm-hmm. Mike right. and I's birthdays are on the World War II side of the middle line. <laughs> huh. Interesting. We are literally closer. We are literally closer in time to the Holocaust than to a child born tomorrow. I hmm. well that <laughs> How does that make you feel, Mike? Uh It's kind of like it like uh god, what a trap. Like it sounds <laughs> <laughs> like it sounds like something that you should have a feeling about. Sure. But also <laughs> Doesn't do anything. Yes, correct. <laughs> God, what a trap. <laughs> that is the correct response. Uh, but, okay, so, like, here's here's actually what got me thinking about it. All right. Is, like, someone said something through a, through a series of thought processes. Yes. Uh, someone mentioned, like, why do, we, why do we teach kids, like, about World War II, like, ancient fucking history? It uh-huh. wasn't actually that long ago. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I realized, oh my god, I was born closer to World War II than today when I started doing the math, because immediately I start doing math. Right. Um, As everyone knows about you. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it, to, that's what got me thinking about it. And, like, so, I guess I do have some opinion about it, in that, like, <laughs> in that, like, oh god, what a trap. <laughs> mm, indeed. But, like, I do have some opinion about it, in, like, in that, like, World War II, had, like, when we were born... World War Two had been had been over for like less than a normal lifetime, well less than a normal lifetime. Yeah. Right? When we like got to like what like third grade or fourth grade history, and they're like, "Okay, gather round, children. We've t- we've done some history already, so you know that people are basically garbage." Have I got news for you? Uh. <laughs> um. Uh, we were still like less than a normal lifetime old. Like, my grandfather, one of them, technically could have enlisted in World uh, War II. He didn't because he was a coward. But, um, 
And I think by the time he could have enlisted, like, we were basically only caring about Japan, and that wasn't, like, a part of the war that Canadians really cared all that much about, uh, per my understanding. I could be wrong. Well, sure. I mean, they didn't they didn't uh, attack your harbor. Well, actually, like, Canada, like... Considers Hawaii part of their nation? Whoa. That would be a cool twist to find out all of a sudden. That's why that G7 statement broke down. <laughs> Like, Donald Trump's like, you're Trump, and I'm renegotiating the deal, and you're a loser, and goodbye. And uh, Justin Trudeau's, like, getting backed out of the door, and he's like, well, fine, we own Canada! <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, uh, but, uh, uh... Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that Canada cared that much about the Japanese part, though they did get into that part of the war, war early, because, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in, like... Like, there was a lot of stuff going on in, like, China that Canada mm. was involved in. Mm. At the time. I don't know why. I, I'm going to be real honest. Like, I just complained about how we teach, teach this stuff like it's <laughs> irrelevant Asian history. I don't know the history of this one. Because there were two sides, and that's all that mattered. Yeah. The good side. But why Also, it, because but why Japan in- is not allowed to exploit China. Great Britain needs to exploit China. Yeah. Or America. I'm not... I don't remember who had more power in China at the time. They don't even... Japan doesn't even drink that kind of tea. (laughs) We need it to throw in our harbors. (laughs) Yeah. How else will we raise the ships that they've sunk? Okay, now this has gotten disrespectful. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Also, none of that was to minimize the... Terrible things that were that Japan was doing in China. Right. Yeah, they yeah. weren't. They yeah. weren't great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I so I have this belief of Canada uh-huh. um, being half Canadian, but never really being from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have this belief of Canada that at every moment in history, Canada's like looks around, goes, "What's the good and moral thing to do?" Okay, we should act quickly then. We are we are the greatest nation in history that has never been wrong. <laughs> that is my view of Canada because like I only know enough I only know like fifth grade history book history right. of Canada. <laughs> right. Like um you know and then some stuff with the First Nations folks. Right. Sure. I mean right. <laughs> but like you can say that about any country on this continent. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Eh, maybe only kind of with Mexico. Sure. Depending on who you define as indigenous. Right. What you define as an indigenous struggle and what you define as uh, civil war. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, uh, but, but yeah, like, I, I, it's just like, with America, my first instinct is, like, at this point in time, even with, like, World War II, and I was like, what were you really caring about, though? You didn't care about the Holocaust. <laughs> like, uh, which is... Largely true. <laughs> um, uh, but with Canada, my first instinct with everything in history is like, that must have been the right thing to do. <laughs> I'm with you. I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why. Like, I just only have the, like, you know, heroic white guy version of Canadian history like, yeah. lodged in my brain. I'm yeah. like, that's what John McDonald would have done. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John A. McDonald. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe it's because Canada... Uh, your relationship with the United States is more child-parent, and your relationship with Canada is more grandparent-child. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's like, yeah, Canada gives me Werther's Originals, <laughs> or more specifically, Macintosh Toffee. Mm-hmm. 
which is a far superior version of Werther's Originals. <gasps> How dare you insult that thing that I don't want. Werther's Originals. <laughs> Werther's Originals, like, it, we, we might have talked about this on the show before because I <laughs> love talking about this. Um, Because it, it's so fucking fascinating to me. Like, they basically were introduced to the U.S. market in, like, 1990. Were those originals? Yeah. With an ad campaign mm-hmm. about how you've always had it and loved it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay, we have never talked about this, and I have never cared about where those originals, but I am now very invested Wait, in this what? story. Like, they, they they weren't really a thing in the U.S. market until, like, the 80s or 90s, and their first introduction was like, remember when your grandparents used to give these to you? Now give them to your grandchildren. And everybody's wow. like... I do remember that. <laughs> huh. And I, I'm almost certain that they're a German company. Right. So if these people, if these people that are currently our grandparents' age, yes. were getting them from their grandparents, <laughs> yeah. those grandparents were Nazis. <laughs> wow. Going back to my previous point about us having been born closer to World War II. <laughs> so if you... If you enjoyed Werther's Originals before the 90s, you are a Nazi sympathizer? Am I, well, no, am I you, tracking that correctly? No, you can, you can always disagree with, and in fact, frequently do disagree with and rebel against your parents. Sure, that's true. Okay. Great. But like... <coughs> huh. Yeah, what's next in this thought process, Dan? <laughs> I'm just really thrown off by the idea of a company just being like, hey, we're introducing this thing. Remember when you loved this thing? You're thrown off by... That psychological trick? It's just weird. That's like, uh, I don't know. That's like some like 1984 Oceania shit. I'm just the, like it's controlling the, most, the past. It's the most egregious example I can think of of a common advertising tactic. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like I understand like play with nostalgia, but like this sounds like they're literally just like rewriting your own path of like, <laughs> this was definitely a thing you enjoyed when you were a child. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thousands of people our grandparents' age got gaslit into buying <laughs> Werther's Originals. <laughs> that is the best explanation for Werther's Originals I've ever heard. Yeah. And it explains like, a lot. And like, I think like, I think there's been three great marketing coups of our time. Okay. That is one of them. Uh-huh. Uh, New Coke to Coca-Cola Classic. Sure. Another one of them. Because they get to call Coca-Cola Classic forever. Right. Yeah. It is instantly nostalgic. Even if they're just like, eh, like this new, this thing we were trying didn't work out. Fuck it. Let's just say we meant to do it. Uh-huh. Um, and then the greatest marketing coup of, of all time, 99 cents. What? <laughs> Whoever thought of 99 oh. cents uh-huh. is the smartest person in the history of the universe. Mm-hmm. 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 In fact... I'm actually not willing I, – I I think that that is so genius. Yeah. I'm not willing to accept that there was a person that thought of it. I think it was intelligent design. Ooh. Uh, the good Lord just said, you know what's really going to mess with people? <laughs> really keep this interesting. 99 cents. You, zap that into your brain. Oh. So you're not saying that all of, uh, all of creation was in service of the 99 cent store? <laughs> You're I don't even just mean the ninety nine cent store. I mean point nine nine under a dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like that is that is the whoever whoever first did that smartest person in history. It's very smart. Wait, angels, we need to add a few giant bones under the ground. Otherwise, this formula doesn't add up to 
humans creating prices that involve 99 cents. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, whoever thought of that, history's greatest genius, unless they were an anti-Semite. <laughs> okay, that's well, no. Good, right, it's good that's, to throw that in. Yeah, that's it's good that's to cover important. your good to that's, cover your base. I'm gonna start adding that to stuff. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> seems important. I love that. That is a that is a good idea. It seems like uh, in our modern times, yeah, as things keep on coming to light, like you might have to add a few qualifications to any compliment you give anyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well. Like we just have be, like a like we just a, assume that we just assume that being a racist is bad and disqualifies you from things. You just need a bunch of like small print of like unlesses. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Let's just assume that um, anything that I say about you or anybody else ever is only true if you're not an anti-Semite, a brutal racist or a rapist. Right. Let's seem like or lesser degrees of those of all those things that are still kind of deal breakers. Yeah. For me. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and don't be a murderer. Unless. Oh, I, all right. It was for a good reason. A Canadian murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. A very Unless Canadian the- murder. Oh, my God. I would make so much money with that show on BBC America. <laughs> a very Canadian murder. Yeah. Oh, my God. Your wife would watch the shit out of that. She sure would. Oh, what's that there? I think it's a body. <laughs> well. We should ask people if they did it. <laughs> I mean, you basically just wrote Fargo. That's true. No. Hey, you. You kill that? No. <laughs> you kill that? <laughs> no. Okay. Have a good day. <laughs> wow. I love it. Although lately she's moved on to like science fiction shows and stuff. She's in Orphan Black. Whatever. You can do Space Canadian Murder. Space Canadian murder. That's good. Like, Canada <gasps> wins the space race. Yeah. No one else comes for long for the ride. Yeah. We got we to gotta get into Space Force. <laughs> we do? You yeah, mean we, Canada when you say we? No. Or we I mean, have to... Like, the three of we, us? The three of us. Oh. Like, we should probably enlist. Unless I, Space Force is an anti-Semite. <laughs> yes. Unless Space Force is an anti-Semite. Like, you guys heard about this, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I am thinking about joining the military. Space Force. <laughs> because if I've learned anything from Starship Troopers, uh-huh. it's that you can die like six times and they don't even need to explain how you came back. The problem with Space Force. Tell me about the problem with Space yes, Force. Tell me about the and one if, problem and, with and Space Force. And if you ruin this for me. Well, this is exactly, I mean, I don't mean like this is the only problem with Space Force. I mean, this is the problem with Space Force that ruins it for you, mm. is that... I think that uh, without the necessity of taking and holding land, having human beings in the Space Force doesn't really make any sense. Bullshit. (laughs) I just call bullshit. That's it? Yeah. You're just leaving it at that? I mean, literally, literally, we play the tape of this exchange for our president, who Uh just invented Space Force. Yeah. He will agree with me. That is true. My logic and aggressiveness is so sound. (laughs) Yeah. He'll be like... That's right. You're a general. <laughs> yes. A space general. Oh, space general. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, you know, having having human beings up in space doesn't really, is awesome. Doesn't really do much for your force in space. <laughs> like like robots. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't think I mean, I'm going to be doing most of the fighting. Oh, okay. But, like, you need, like, a quartermaster and someone to, like, like say, you, keep this... 
keep this space station thing counter rotating to produce false gravity in the in the sick bay. You know, stuff like that. Oh, sure, yeah. You need someone to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I would remind the president, wouldn't it be a space admiral? And, be say, and he'd say, yes, definitely, you're an admiral now. I mean, I guess I'm picturing, like, orbital things happening. I guess if you're further out in space and it takes longer to communicate with your robots, then maybe it might be a good idea yeah, to have humans Yeah, you definitely need a forward command. Uh-huh. And I'm it. <laughs> so is this... If there aren't... if Okay, if there's only one space force... Right, yeah. like assuming that like there's just U.S. space force. Yeah, right. Well, obviously, there's only one space force. But I'm every say- other space force is bad guy force. Yeah. Okay, sure. But I'm saying, yeah, there's like, space bad guys. Space no, that's Cobra. what I'm. Space- but I, no, that's what I'm saying though. Like, if we're the only ones, if like if we get okay, let's say we build space force. Yeah. Yeah. No one versus else, space cobra. No one else has. But let's like. I'm saying, like, at the beginning, at least, no one else has built Space Force, right? Yeah, we got there right. first. So built- what are we doing with the Space it's Force? Like, it's like Spain had the first Navy. Okay. We're making sure that we are Space Force. We're basically just up there so that when someone else builds Space Force and they come to Space, we're like, hey, watch it. Space is ours, motherfucker. Yeah. So we're preemptively... Well, like, I mean, honestly, if you look at it, like, if you take a neo-realist, Klaus-Witzian view of... Uh, of war and aggression. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's simply an extension of political means. Yeah. Um so we don't we don't want ISIS influencing our society. We send we send army kill ISIS. Right. Uh-huh. Um we don't uh we don't want Vietnam spreading their views of I'm not sure why. <laughs> we don't want Vietnam Vietnaming. Uh-huh. We send the Marines there to kill Vietnam. We don't want China having communication supremacy. Mm-hmm. We send Space Force to kill their satellites. I see. Okay. That's mainly what I was asking, like, is the idea is, like, we're just, like, we're more there to attack inanimate objects. Well, well it's, it's more of a soft power, get what you want sort of thing. Sure. It'd be like, you know, we could just down your satellites, right? We got, we got that Space Force. Sure, Here's sure, the sure, beauty sure, sure, of sure. Space Force. Mm-hmm. Once you have established aggression in space. Yeah. And you start blowing up other people's space things. Yeah. It very quickly becomes so full of debris that no one can have space and everything is solved. Oh. Yeah, which is why we're also launching a massive effort to clean up space debris. <laughs> so that we can re-litter space. Yeah. Yeah, with the garbage of our enemies. Yeah, I think Space Force, like, and this is why you might need people. Is okay. Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like... Because... Because picking up trash isn't fun if it's not demeaning to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I will definitely be a space garbage man. I'd be like the rock of space. Uh, Charles S. Dutton, the rock. Oh. Rock. Yeah. Not the rock. That's the thing. The the doesn't belong to Charles S. Dutton. Well, yeah, I wouldn't be. But you can't be rock of space. That already exists. (laughs) I think it was called Black Sunshine. What? You know, Hard Rock Save the Space. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, look up the fa- the amazing anime show, uh, Black Sunshine, maybe. That might be what it's called. Uh, just Google, that Har- d- Google Hard Rock Save the Space. Hard yeah. Rock Save the Space. Yes. yes. Okay. Very good. It was kind of anticlimactic, but watch it all anyways. Well, I mean... There's only so much you can do with... But it built. It built. It really did. And his love of Michael Schenker really, really shone through. I feel like it was somewhat anticlimactic is a takedown of almost every show ever. 
that shouldn't affect uh well i think it was honestly i think that as anime it yeah. was kind of anticlimactic means it ended at some point right that's sure. really the that's really the issue there um for about 90% of all anime ever, yeah. the proper phrase is, it will eventually be anticlimactic. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think most anime is anticlimactic because most anime uh, overtakes whatever manga it was based on and then has to end somehow. But never does. Like, Bleach is still happening. Yeah. I think. Is it? It probably is. <laughs> <laughs> like, that one with the, like, that one with the high school girls that turn into metal monsters, still happening. High school girls that turn. I mean, I. It sounds like something. That's I just an made one up. Yeah, oh, I mean, it, it sounds, definitely, it definitely exists. But yeah, it sounds perfectly possible. Somewhere there is still new episodes of a Pokemon cartoon on TV. Oh, that's definitely well, I, true. That's for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. even Digimon is probably still on TV somewhere. That's possible. That's also possible. It's certainly being sold in some way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because they're the champions, the digital, digital monsters. Champions. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. They gotta sell. It. You you don't just stop selling a champion. <laughs> were the yes? So were the digital monsters like Digimon? Digital monsters were they like the champions programmed they were into existence? Or <laughs> no? I think there was sort of like a digital like I think I think they kind of like because didn't the kids get like was, sucked into the internet or something yeah I think it was sort of like Tron 2 okay where like the basically the it's internet Toronto <laughs> oh, oh my sorry. god <laughs> uh, I think it was kind of like the cruft of the internet spawned life or something cruft. basically cruft yeah what's a I cruft I think cruft is the word I wanted what but it's a... one of those words that I don't think I've ever known an exact definition for huh I, but... it's one of those ones that I haven't known until this exact second was a yeah, word same you're really same, looking same, at same, me same, same. like I have to prove myself here you Just... said cruft <laughs> I feel like anyone who says cruft has to so here's why I believe that Digimon still exists okay in order to get out of the digital world mm-hmm. uh, which is what they call it the digital world uh huh um and to escape the the evil overlord yep. of the digital world, yeah, they had to collect black gears or avoid black gears, depending on what side you're on. If you're at gear technology that's making up this internet, yeah. they got a long way to go before they catch up with current technology. Sure. And thus, it probably still exists. Cruft is a jargon word for anything that is left over, redundant, and getting in the way. It is used particularly for defective, superseded, useless, superfluous, or dysfunctional elements in computer software. Oh, oh, so it's like a computer software. It's a yeah, it's like a yeah, it's technical jargon. Apparently, but I now refer to all of the detritus in orbit as space cruft. Yeah, yeah I love it. So, literally, the Digimon came into existence because people didn't like defrag enough. Uh, yeah. Uh. You yeah, know, the don't forget to degauze your monitors. <laughs> I mean, I I think basically like uh, Digimon came out right around the time that GeoCities went dark or something. Uh-huh. So like probably all of those terribly written websites just became oh, like so the, became a world unto themselves. So all the Digimon are made out of like under construction gifs and yeah. uh, <laughs> little spinning skulls. Uh-huh. Great, yeah, and like Siren. Sirens. Oh yeah, and the siren, of course. How could I forget the and they're siren? Not, they're definitely not gifts. 
And well, web counters. Lots oh, yeah. Of web they're counters. probably mostly made oh, out of Oh, yeah. Hit counters. They're probably mostly made <laughs> out of That's what those black counters. gears are. Oh, just a yeah. side view. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that black gears were an integral part of the plot of that show. Yeah, it's just a side view. Yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. Mm-hmm. We really uh, really nailed Digimon now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, that was a sweet takedown and or bolster. <laughs> I, it's unclear. I'm not sure which side we're on. I really did kind of like... Uh, like we really latched on to Digimon, like when it just like the first season. Yeah, <laughs> like the second season came out. I'm like, why is this different in any way? I'm out. <laughs> well, I think uh, we had a similar situation with when Pokemon first came out. It was funny that it existed. Yes, and then people actually liked it, and that kind of ruined it. It kind of did. Ruin and so it. then Digimon came out, and it was, and it was hilarious like, that oh, that yay, existed. A new thing. Yeah, and the theme song. Yeah, right. that was a catchy theme song. Mm-hmm. Digital monsters, digital monsters, digital the, monsters. That's all we can afford. <laughs> you think you think they're gonna sue us? Like Haim Saban or whoever is his owns it. Yeah, whoever's his digimonical equivalent. Uh, I appreciated that the theme song uh, explained to you the f- distinct stages of digivolution every time. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it was like evolved to, evolved to, uh, you did evolved, did evolved to, <laughs> eat Kakuman. <laughs> yeah, good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah those. And then a terrible uh, first, a terrible first view of what evolution is. But yes, certainly <laughs> very fun. Yeah, and apparently you only evolve when you're about to run out of your life bar. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Maybe it just takes that long. Sure. Oh, this might be like a this might be like a like a Hindu type of evolution. Maybe, or maybe it's just uh, them saying like putting their chips down on the punctuated equilibrium uh, theory of evolution. I don't know what that one is. No, neither do I. <laughs> it's where now explain this boring thing to us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the idea that evolution can happen very quickly in. Uh, small spurts when there's enough pressure put on and uh you know there's massive die-offs and then like uh oh yeah it's like it's like a it's like a near genocidal trait selection uh yeah and then you know uh the pressure goes away and you know whatever's left over like goes crazy goes out and does its deal yeah mm. That's like, probably a terribly inaccurate uh, description of what punctuated equilibrium is. But seems really likely. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Look yeah. it up. Well, I'm not here to teach you. I'm here to direct you to teach yourself. Nice. Very good. You suck. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I thought we were, like, having a nice time. Yeah. Well, we were. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, I mean, we still are. Doesn't mean Mike doesn't suck. Okay. I get it. Just tell me the answer. That's what school was, right? They just tell you the answer, then you remember it, then you prove to them that you remember it by writing it down. Yeah, yeah. and then it beca- and then it's useful forever because remembering one thing is very useful. Yeah, that's how you make it in this world. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I know the definition of a floodplain. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's why I know the Pythagorean theorem. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's why I know the quadratic equation. I was forced to memorize it and regurgitate it once. <laughs> Hooray. 
Yep. yep. But I also know my times tables. There you go. I do a lot of I do a lot of complex multiplication in my head. Just for yucks. No, I, I it was sarcastic. I don't do hardly any complex multiplication. No. Not even for yucks. <laughs> I mean, most of it that I do, I do do for yucks. <laughs> I do do for yucks. Ugh. I didn't enjoy that. No, that was un- math. Mm. <laughs> I said that with the time for timer voice. What? I don't know what the time for timer. You guys don't know what this is? No. Okay, so. During Saturday morning cartoons, mm-hmm. like uh-huh. during the very first, like Nancy Reagan or someone is upset that like they're not more educational. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. Um, uh, one of the networks introduced a talking pocket watch mm-hmm. with s- very skinny arms and legs, but his face is on the pocket watch. Of course. Sure. Yeah. His name is Timer. Yeah. And he would say, "Time for timer, <laughs> time uh-huh. for timer," and then he would teach you something for exactly one minute. Oh wow. Uh, Except, um, the only thing that anybody that remembers Time for Timer remembers him teaching us mm. is that he hankers for a hunk of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Why would a watch apparently want what, cheese? Apparently what they were teaching us is that cheese is a food and might be good for you. <laughs> oh, sure. A hanker for a hunk of, a big old golden chunk of, a hanker for a hunk of cheese. Google it. Why? What is... Maybe it started as like a directive to make children's cartoons more educational, but then the dairy industry got involved. <laughs> I think that's kind of what it was. <laughs> I was like, like, well, I am a Reagan, so you're allowed to underwrite this right. with what corporations want your <laughs> yeah, children to be yeah. taught. Huh. I would have expected a timer to be concerned with teaching kids like time how to, things. How to tell time, how to get places punctually. That's possibly how it started. It's also possible that it started just because they're like, we're giving you a whole minute. Or maybe even to tell children, hey, you know, you've been in front of the TV for four hours. Yeah. Maybe it's time to go away. Maybe it's time to sneak back upstairs and pretend you're just getting up now. <laughs> right. Because pretty soon it's going to be live action shows and you don't want to part of that. Yeah. Oh no, American Gladiators. No, we can't get you out of your basement. Yeah, American Gladiators would be fine, but eventually golf is going to start. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or even worse, wide world of sports. Oof. That's all they really would have needed to get kids more active. Just start showing more golf earlier. Yeah. Or more sports in general. Yeah. Like, ABC's wide world, I think it was ABC. Yeah, ABC's wide world of sports was like, was like it was all of the sports that aren't sports league sports mm-hmm. <laughs> that would that they would shove into one show right and in theory it's a good idea right like some people like cycling some yeah. people like competitive sailing um it was the same like announcer team for everything and they had no clue what was going on <laughs> in any of these sports yeah. like i i believe like dick ebersall uh was involved i believe bob costas was involved for a while and it was bob costas being like that man was skiing and now he has a gun <laughs> should we be concerned <laughs> Someone will explain this to me later. <laughs> like, they had no clue what was going on with any of these sports. It was kind of great. There was a, uh, apparently, I don't know if it was, like, people that were in the, uh, in, like, the broadcast truck or whatever, but, like, there was some golf broadcast a few weeks ago where, like, an like the audio feed got superseded not superseded but like it just sort of blended in with like two dudes just like very explicitly talking about this woman that he had sex with the night before <laughs> whoa like while a guy was like teeing off what, what? 
It was great. How? Where was that? Did the, I don't where know. Where would that feed have been coming from? I don't know. Like, so here's the thing. We're all dudes. Literally, the three of us and everybody listening to this. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, I have never once had one of those conversations. No. About? Do dudes actually do that? I think some do, yeah. Well, like the president and stuff. Sure. <laughs> but, like... Imagine, like, remember what a fucking idiot he sounded like? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the cool, the thing that he, the only thing he could think of to say that made him sound the coolest is, I grab him by the pussy. Yeah. What move is that, old man? <laughs> also, like, don't, why are you trying so hard to look cool in front of Billy whatever? Bush. Bush. Because he's Who a Bush. Who cares? He's a Bush. Political uh, dynasty. Because you look Ugh. cool in front of everybody. That's, that's how you... That's how you do it. You want to look cool in front of everybody. Yeah, but like, Always. even I don't Billy Bush. No matter, I don't even think no matter he's who trying to look cool. I think he's just that cool. Oh, I think I that see. might just be who he is as a person. I see. Okay. Very but yeah, well, no, no. I've never had that sort of conversation before. But, like, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, you do have that conversation. You've got to sound like an idiot. Yeah. So then I did my penis thing. <laughs> you know the one. I've talked about it before. Well, that's your problem. You don't know. Yeah, any maybe of the you terms. just don't know the lingo. Maybe you should. Maybe you should study up a little bit more and then start having the conversation. Yeah. Then I did my penis <laughs> thing. You know the one. So then, I had sexual relations. With you my, know what I'm saying with my penis. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not like there aren't actually like descriptive terms for this sort of thing. Then I did a sort of grindy, twisty thing. <laughs> Like and like, kind of like, kind of like, left it there. I bet if you like went to a fan fiction website, you could expand oh, your gosh. vocabulary for things. I like did, that. Maybe I just need to read more <laughs> bodice rippers. Yeah, that might be your problem. This is the problem with our education system today. There's not enough bodice rippers in our school libraries. Yeah, like you need us to. We need to teach children to memorize sex words so uh-huh. they can repeat them back at you so they can talk about stuff so that they know them at least until the end of the semester so they can be cool you you can expand your vocabulary so much simply by thinking of the word flesh and then a shape <laughs> boom you've got so many words <sighs> flesh hexagon <laughs> flesh cruft <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's disturbing so then seeing the flesh hexagon I did a twisty thing. I just see it doesn't. It's not helping. Fleshcruft would be kind of Ugh. a kind of a good name for like one of those uh, like a krautcore band. Uh, I was thinking of like <laughs> I was thinking of like the like sidekick for one of those uh, like uh, like interstitial shows that like show you an old horror movie. Oh yeah, oh like, sure, Fleshcruft. <laughs> Bring me my vial of blood. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just a dog that laughs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be a good uh, evil supernatural sidekick name. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Or like some kind of like, or like if like a, just like a sorcerer had like a weird like goblin assistant or something. Or like, uh, or if, or if it was like a Frankenstein guy and like his monster mm-hmm. that he just like slapped together with whatever parts were around. Yeah, yeah. But like, you didn't have enough left, right? So he just made a ball of sidekick, right? Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Copyright. <laughs> Trademark. Like a, like a BB-8, but made I, of uh, I human have parts. Three pancreases and no lungs. <laughs> Kill me. 
Oh, flesh crust. <laughs> you little scamp. <laughs> He's just constantly begging to die and everybody just laughs. I love it. Well, that got dark and awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We've we done need... very well for ourselves. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah, we really need to go back to a time when uh, uh, Basic Cable had just started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, get, um, what's that woman's name? No, I can't remember. The uh, woman that introduces horror films. Oh. Um, Vampirella or Elvira? Elvira. Mm. Is there one also called Vampirella? Yes. Uh, yeah, she's the one that Elvira stole all of her stuff from. Gotcha. <laughs> or the uh, network that made Elvira stole all of the stuff But also, for some reason, sometimes Gilbert Gottfried was there to introduce what? the movie. <laughs> Coming up next! <laughs> We're going to see a very scary film about a brain that wouldn't die. <laughs> this is my friend, Fleshcroft. <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey would make a great Fleshcroft. Yeah, yeah, he would. Yeah, but, you know, he's an A-list star. Yeah. <laughs> you don't make him play a sidekick. He's already voicing that parrot. He can't be typecast. You you think because he's the voice of Iago <laughs> that he can't... Uh... A parrot's name that you remembered for some reason. Hey, man, pop hey, culture cause... digs deep. Yeah, and I, I love the bard. That too. What? Yeah, I go to the bad guy in Othello. Oh, yeah. But not in parrot form. Uh, they, I, mean, I don't think they ever hey, explicitly yeah. say he's, <laughs> he's not, not a, parrot. a parrot. All you know is that he is not a moor. That's all you know about Iago. Yeah, that's like, true. He could be a parrot. I always assumed that meant he was a white dude, but it hey. could be that he is an evil parrot. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. I love it. Yeah, wasn't the parrot actually kind of evil? Yeah. yeah. I mean, at first. And then he became well, sort good. of a scamp. He kind of eased into just being a scamp. Yeah. yeah. And then he got his own show. What? I'm sure the parrot got his own show at some <laughs> point in time. Are you thinking of the Aflac duck? It's the same bird. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? He's just wearing a different costume. Uh-huh. But, like, the meerkat from, like, Lion King got its own show. What? Is that true? Yeah. Oh, I think they had their own show, yeah. But you think it was the Meerkats show. You don't give... I don't know. Pumbaa. Uh, yeah. You I don't, don't remember the what the other one was. <laughs> a warthog. Yeah. They had their own show. Yeah. I think. I think they did. I think that's true. So, like... Was Nathan Lane doing the voice on the show? I don't know. So, if you got Gilbert Gottfried signed up, yeah, you give that parrot its own show. <laughs> I mean, you could argue Gilbert that... Gilbert Gottfried is attached. Gilbert Gottfried does... Like, his voice would very easily... Like, if you were to see Fleshcroft uh-huh. as some sort of, like, flesh ball <laughs> with three pancreases... Why do keep coming back to this? ...and no lungs, you'd be like, oh, that's good casting. Because this is our most valuable IP at this point. Ah, uh, might be true. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't properly digest, but I still feel hunger! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, flesh crust. <laughs> one of my, one of my favorite, uh, m- probably my favorite Gilbert Godfrey moment is mm. like Michael Ian Black was hosting something on VH1. Sure, uh, um, as he was wont to do yeah. for a solid five six years. Um, and like they were watching uh, Cheap Tricks, I the I want you to want me video, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and they get to that point where like no one knows the lyrics. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
Uh, and they cut through like everybody that was making fun of this video all at once, mumbling through that mm-hmm. uh, until they cut to Gilbert Gottfried last, and he just says, "Feel it all alone without a friend, make you feel like dying." <laughs> and then everybody just stops and they're like, "Gilbert Gottfried knew the lyrics." <laughs> uh, I love that. That's great. Yeah. God, my Gilbert Gottfried impression got worse and worse as time went on. <laughs> it's exhausting. It really is. I mean, and you like, love that. With the assumption that Gilbert Gottfried is not an anti-Semite. Oh, yeah. I'm almost certain <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried is not an anti-Semite. I mean, that is like... I mean, that is... I mean, Michael Ian Black was hanging out with Sure. <laughs> Notedly woke pro-Semite Michael Ian Black. I do have... I mean, that I do, I do like, walk through the world right now of sort of in that realm of, like, anytime I am reminded or I'm put in a position to talk about any person of any notoriety, I then in my head I'm just like, please don't be a creep. Please don't be a creep. Please yep. don't be a creep. <laughs> Hey, did you guys hear about Donald Glover? And then everybody's butt clenches. Yeah. They're like, we love Donald Glover. Because like, you can't say, did you hear about Donald Glover? He got nominated for eight Golden Globes. Right. You say, did you hear about Donald Glover? And everybody goes, oh, who'd he touch? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because let's be honest. He definitely touched somebody. <sighs> I mean, I don't know that. <laughs> But the odds, <laughs> the odds at this point in time. <sighs> sure, sure. I could have picked anybody. I don't mean to put that on Donald Glover. Well, it's too late. I mean, yeah, you already did it. Yeah, I should have. I should have started with Akiva Schaefer. Sure. Oh, oh. <laughs> America's villain, Akiva Schaefer. Jeez. <laughs> Akiva Schaefer, the least recognizable Lonely Island guy. <laughs> uh. I don't know. Would that would that run around? Would that go like a runaway around? Would social media notice? Andy Samberg would have to comment on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yes. Yeah, Andy Samberg would be forced to comment on it, and then that would be the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I really wish that we had ended with a flesh cruft line instead of uh, <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> taking and a deep dive let, into you know, it. <laughs> let, me, let me make people feel better, though. Uh-huh. I guarantee you that if Donald Glover had done something like had done something or a pattern of something of gross somethings. Yeah. Uh, we'd know about it by now because uh no one hesitates to out the black dude. <laughs> oh, that's true. So thanks for probably being a decent human being unless you're an anti Semite, Donald Glover. Ah, uh, Steven Montenegro, king of the of the silver lining that is actually worse. <laughs> <laughs> Always leave him laughing. <laughs> Anyone have things to talk about hey. for Promotional purposes. Yeah. I brought it there. Okay. I am, uh, you can, you can check out my new line of flesh cruft graphic novels. Yes. Ooh. I love it. Launching summer 2019. Great. Ooh, give, give yourself a little runway. That's good. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But like preview page pages will be out soon. Sure. And of course go to our, uh, Teespring page for the, uh, flesh cruft t-shirt. With his classic catchphrase, I eat and excrete out the same hole like a starfish. <laughs> Kill me. Yeah. Kill me, yes, of course. Oh, flesh crust. Oh, flesh <laughs> Hey, you can come see me every Saturday at 9.30 p.m. at Huge Theater. Uh, through July and August. Are with, you doing like a Vincent Price voice to hang out with Fleshcroft? I just sort of like... I'm an evil parrot! <laughs> but maybe I'll get better! Yeah. Anyway, anyway, Guts and Teeth will be performing at 9.30 p.m. on Saturdays at Huge Theater through July and August. Tickets are available on the internet. 
probably by the time this episode goes out unless does, you're dropping it tonight does guts and teeth want to license fleshcroft as their mascot because that's i mean a that's pretty good description yeah that is a good description of fleshcroft. i used to be an evil parrot now i just beg for death <laughs> i'll talk to them all right i'll talk to them about it we have who's a lot more interesting when it was spacecraft <laughs> mm, yeah fleshcroft in space oh, oh. Now he turns into like a crazy Akira-style flesh ball. And anyway, you can buy tickets at HugeTheater.com. Oh, right. Go to HugeTheater.com. There's not a spacesuit that's shaped like me. <laughs> that would be rough. But a helmet is pretty much shaped like I'm you. I'm just jammed into the helmet. <laughs> I was getting there. <laughs> Fleshcroft, just get yourself this garbage bag and I'll fill it with oxygen before I tie it up. <laughs> I don't have lungs or blood gases. <laughs> and of course, you can always see me at the Galactic Pizza Comedy Open Mic. Every Thursday night at 10 o'clock. Sign up at 9.30. You'll laugh your blast off. I wasn't born with a blast. (laughs) (laughs) You should change it to you'll laugh your cruft off. Oh. And then people ask, what is cruft? And then the people that own an establishment where food is served (laughs) will wish you had never said it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then I'll bring out my uh, flesh cruft plushies that I had made. (laughs) Yeah. When you squeeze their stomachs. They Goo say. comes out. Life is agony. <laughs> Kids would love it. They're constantly dripping blood and bile. <laughs> it's like it's like aggressive Gudetama. I'm constantly <laughs> dripping blood and bile. Please kill me. <laughs> oh, flesh crop. <laughs> I love it. This is gonna sell like crazy. Yeah, I think we've really nailed it, and all of our uh, financial worries are over forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> On How Bad Cast. Yay.